This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. I want us to have Isaiah um, 8, 9, and 10 on the screen. Isaiah 8, 9, and 10. We know something significant is happening in our country tomorrow, right? Yeah. And um, I hope you can feel the temperature of Nigeria. And in case it is not the kind of temperature you like, please don't let it get at you. Don't let it get to you. Amen? Amen. I need you to be reminded that our God is a powerful God. Amen. God is for Nigeria. Amen. God is for Nigeria. God is for us. God is on our side. God is with us. And so it is well with Nigeria. Say it is well with Nigeria. It is well with Nigeria. Verse um, 9 says of Isaiah 8, it says, Be shattered, O you peoples, and be broken in pieces. Give here all you from far countries. Guard yourself, but be broken in pieces. Guard yourself again, you will be broken. These are enemies of our progress. Amen? Amen. Verse 10 says, Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word. It is not in speaking the word. It will not stand. Why? Because God is with us. God is with Nigeria. The NLT translation says, all drew together, you nations, come together. You know, on a platform I belong to, somebody sent a video this morning. She said, this is the second time. Yesterday morning, this same thing happened, but I didn't take the video. But I'm taking, I'm recording the video now, and I'm sending it. And she sent it out to us. I don't know how many of us, I don't know how many people she sent it to. But then we had these people, um, um, what do you call them? Traditionalists in whites. Walking around, you know, the city center, this same city that you are in, you know, Abuja, traditionalists, amen, native um, doctors carrying placards and saying they are supporting somebody and saying that things, you know, just saying that, just chanting and praying. But we are saying that everything that they say that is contrary to the health of Nigeria, it does not stand in Jesus' name, amen. amen. And you need your heart not to be shaken. God is on the throne. The most high rules in the affairs of men. The most high rules. God rules. He says, all do together, you nations, be terrified. Listen, all you distant lands, prepare for battle. You will be crushed. Yes, you can prepare for battle, but you will be crushed. You can decide and move from your different towns and the cities and come and say, you know, you are taking over. Maybe you're, you think your person is the one in, in control or in government. But we are saying it is God that is in government. Amen. It is the God of heaven that is in government. He says, call your councils of war, but they will be worthless. Develop your strategies, but they will not succeed. Because we're going to take, you know, I believe strongly that the season that we are stepping into as, you know, as a nation is going to push the best out of us. That's what I strongly believe. You know, we can look at what is going on the, on the you know, on, on, um, you know what, what's going on in the nation, and your heart can be, you can be perplexed, you can be sad. There is a tendency to be sad, and you are thinking, hasn't the church been defeated? Hasn't the people of God been defeated? You know what? But the truth is, God is reigning 
in Nigeria. His counsel will stand. What the enemy has meant for evil, the Lord is turning it around for our good in Jesus' name. We declare that our best, best years are not behind us. They are ahead of us. Irrespective of who is on the, on the, on the seat of government, our best years are ahead of us. I want you to just lift up your voice and I want you to declare that God is with Nigeria. We declare that as many counsels that have been taken because of the truth is there are marabouts around Abuja praying, chanting things and you know wanting things to go their own way. There are people already planning to even, you know, they, you can say they are on your own side but they are deciding they will do, you know, they will do a rally tomorrow and do a protest tomorrow and the enemy is already planning that some lives will be lost tomorrow. But I want us to stand in agreement this morning and say no to every plan of the enemy, every counsel of the enemy, every call for war, every call for battle that is not According to the intent of God, we say no to it. We cancel it. We cancel it. We nullify it in the name of Jesus. Declare that God is for Nigeria. Declare that Nigeria advances. We break camp and we move forward as a people. We move forward as a nation in the name of Jesus. The counsel of God stands over Nigeria. Even as there is a change of baton tomorrow, even as a new set of government comes into play tomorrow, Lord, we declare that you are our God. You are our judge. You are our lawgiver. You are our king. In the name of Jesus, we declare that you are with Nigeria. You are for Nigeria. You help Nigeria. We we declare in the name of Jesus that the leaders that are, that are sworn in, they do us good. Our best days are ahead of us. Our best days are here in the name of Jesus. Our best days are here. The intent of heaven, the purpose of heaven, they are fully established over Nigeria, over this land, over our people. We cancel every plan of the enemy, especially for tomorrow. We cancel every plan for uproar, every plan for for, for evil, every harm for battle, for war, for loss of lives, for loss of properties. Lord, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. And we declare that Abuja is preserved. Abuja is at peace. I want you to declare it. Declare it. Don't say, I don't live in the city center. I want you to just pray. You remember, Mordecai told, he told them, Esther, he said, don't think you are safe in the palace. Don't think you are safe. I want you to lift up your voice and declare that there is safety. There is safety over Abuja, over the whole of Nigeria. All the states of the federation, we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. The devil can say, well, they are concentrating on Abuja. They are putting all, you know, putting up, beefing, um, what's it called, security, increasing it in Abuja. And so the enemy wants to do other things in other parts of Nigeria. We say no. We speak over our nation today. We speak over our nation. We plead the blood of Jesus over all the states of the federation. We speak life. We speak peace. We speak peace of God over Nigeria, over all the states. We speak over Lagos, over Kano, over Kaduna. We speak Lord over Potakot in the name of Jesus. Over Oshu in the name of Jesus. Lord over Ogun. We speak your life. We speak your life and we speak your peace over the whole of Nigeria. All our states in the name of Jesus. We declare that Nigeria enjoys May 29th tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Head or tail, we declare we win. Nigeria wins and the Lord God Almighty wins over the affairs of Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 To open, to, um, open to Isaiah 46. We are going to just take a reading and then you will have your seats. 
I know the time is fast spent, so I will just start. I will just start this topic, and then we can continue next week. Isaiah 46. I will read. We'll read from verse three all the way to seven. Are we there? Isaiah 46, from three to seven. Okay. Let's read. It says, "Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I need you to, you know, put yourself in this. What you are reading, or let let it speak to you. It says, "I will be your God throughout your lifetime, until your hair is white with age. I made you, and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you." To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold. They hire a craftsman to make a god from it. Then they bow down and worship it. Verse 7. It says they carry it around on their shoulders. And when they set it down, it stays there. It can't even move. And when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you because you are not a God like you just described to us in this Isaiah 46. We thank you because you are a prayer answering God. We thank you because you are a God that moves. You are a God that has power. You have power. You have mighty power. You are able to do all that you put that is in your own heart to do for your people. You are not incapacitated in any way. Father, we thank you. We bless you, God, that we belong to you. And Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that even at this trying time in the history of our nation, you will help us to remember. You will help the church to remember. You will help us to give hope to people around us. Let them know, God, that there is a God in Nigeria and that you care for us. You said you will carry us even till our old age. You are not about to abandon us. You have strength. You have power. You have capacity to get us to where you have intended that we will get to as a people, as a nation, as individuals. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will help us to remember. Help us, oh God, to bring our minds back to focus on the strength, on the power that you have in the name of Jesus. You have it in us, you have it for us to work for us. Lord, help us to focus on it. In the name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you will take your place, even as your word is shared this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. Please have your seats. It's going to be a very short um, meeting, because we decided the meeting will go today for some reasons that we still need to attend to after service. I have a word here from the Lord for someone. I just want you to bow your heads and just hear this. He says, there is someone here you are performing low below your spiritual expectation. I have placed you in a position in the spirit, but you are manifesting below your position. You are abusing the authority I gave you by not using it accordingly to spread my light. The Lord is saying, stop, take stock and repent. Begin to operate at the level that I expect of you. He says, cherish my relationship with you. I have drawn you near. You also need to move near to me. You have to come near to me. You need to learn of me. You need to talk to me more and I will help you. But you need to be willing and obedient and be careful of pride that presents itself as humility. Amen. I want us to quickly respond to that. I'm sure there might be, if you are, you are here or you are online, that's 
is just for you. You just know that this is me that the Lord is talking to. I want you to just respond and talk to the Lord this morning. Ask that the Lord will have mercy on you. Ask that the Holy Spirit will help you to be yielded completely to the Lord. To begin to live up to his expectations of you and not below it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. It is by your mercy, it's because of your mercy that you come to us, that you talk to us, that you rebuke us, that you remind us of where we should be, of who we should be. We thank you for your mercy that has come again this morning. And I pray, Lord of heaven, that you will help us to live up to your expectation of us, every single one of us, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This morning, my, the, what I want to put my focus on, is on the, what I've titled, the power, the God's power in you and for you. God's power in you and for you. And um, the challenge I want to just throw out this morning is that we're going to read a scripture. Uh, we're going to read John 11 very soon. I just want to throw out a challenge. I want to say if you are here, anybody in trouble, but he said, I am not like that. But some of us have relegated God to be like that. You are not expectant. You are not desirous. You are not laying hold. You are not saying, God, I want you to move through me, in me, for me, in this regard or in that regard. Some of us are just happy asking for some small, small things. But the Lord is saying this morning, I believe he's preparing us for what is ahead of us in the month of June. I'm excited. You know, we have family and finance conference coming up. I don't know what the Lord will be saying to you. I don't know what he will be saying to me, but I'm prepared to take hold of everything. And for the purpose of exploits, for the purpose of seeing the power of God move again in my life. Some of you, if, you're, if you are seated, you might just think, cast your mind back and say, when was the last time I really gave a real testimony? There is no testimony that is not real. Though. That you are alive and well, I hope you know it's a testimony. The fact that we go, you know, in, different, in our cars, in our vehicles, you are not eating somebody, somebody's not eating you, you have your needs met, is a testimony. But what I'm saying is, the Lord expects, he, he would want to do much more. He wants you to lay hold, he wants you to make a demand upon his power. Let's quickly take a look at John 11. Let's take a, let's take a look at the life of Martha. As the Lord, some of us have become like this. John 11 from 21. Okay, so here is um, our brother just died, Lazarus, and then Jesus came. This is Martha, verse 21 says, Now Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, will, God will give you, give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha, in verse 24, says, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Now, Martha did not... Um, he said, he said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And then verse 28 says, she went away to go and meet her, her sister. She, she was saying that, I believe you are resurrection. I believe that you are life. I believe that whatever you ask the Father, he will do for you. But then she wasn't going to put any demand upon that power. She, you, she was saying, you are that resurrection power. You are that power that is able to make someone live again. But she was thinking in her mind, she couldn't comprehend that her brother would live in that time. She couldn't demand 
that miracle. She couldn't put a demand on that resurrection or the power of God that was standing in front of her. She was saying, I will have it later. And the Lord wants to challenge you this morning. He's saying to you, I want you to be a true representative of me. I want you to make demand of the power of God that is inside you, that is for you. Amen. We will take a look briefly, and I think that's the only thing we'll be able to do today. Maybe in some five, ten minutes, we'll be done with that. We'll take a look briefly at the power of God. This power of God, when Jesus Christ came to the face of the earth, and when he went to the cross, and he paid, or he made that exchange for you and I, and, you know, um, he paid with his life, he paid with his blood, he came back and he told the disciples, he said, all power in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Amen. And the scripture said it released the power to you and I, right? It released the power to you. There is a power that is at work inside you. That is for you, that you are supposed to use for yourself and then for situations around you. This power has its origin in God. And so we're going to look at, you know, the nature of God's power. And that's probably the only thing we're able to do today. Maybe the next time I have the opportunity, we can look at the nature of this same power when the Lord Jesus came to the face of the earth to live. So that when we begin to turn the light on you, that this power now is inside you. You know what you carry and you can make demand of it. And not live below the expectation of God, just like that word that we got this morning said. Because quite a number of us are happy, we are, we are content, but the Lord is saying, I want you to be challenged. I want you to be true representatives of me. I want you to make a demand on the power of God. I want you to look into your life and desire, desire that you will have you will have the breakout of God's power. You will have things in your life that you can begin to say, fresh testimonies. You might have had testimonies in the month of May. The Lord is saying, can you believe me for bigger things for the month of June? Or you, are just, you just want to drink water on what you ha- you've had now. The Lord would have you ask, make demand upon his power. Amen. But let's quickly look at the nature of God's power. Just about four things. As, as um, you go into the week and you, you begin to think about this, to know that this is the power that is at work inside me. This is the power that was in God and the Lord God, the Father, handed it over to the Lord Jesus, like Jesus said to us when he, when he, rose from, he was raised from the dead. He said, all power has been given to me. And then he released the power to us. Amen. He released the power to us, but this power is for work. This power is not supposed to just be latent on the inside of us. It is to be out there. It's supposed to be used out there by you, for you, for, you know, to change systems, to change things. Amen. So the number one thing I want us to look at, you know, focusing on the nature of God's power is this. God's power, God ultimately possesses all power. That's the first thing I want you to write down or note. God ultimately possesses all power. All power belongs to God. Psalm 62 verse 11 says that. He says, the Lord has said this thing. You know, he has said it once, he has said it twice. He said it once and I heard it twice. That all power belongs to God. All power does what? It belongs to God. All power belongs to God. The power that we have, we will get into that. All power. God is the one that possesses all power. Let's look at First Chronicles um, 29 from 10 to 12. First Chronicles chapter 29 okay this was david praying after the temple was built he said let me read from 10a he says therefore david blessed the lord before the assembly and david said blessed are you lord god of israel our father forever and ever he says yours O lord is the greatness 
the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Everything in heaven and in earth. If you might be hearing me this morning and you are thinking, these things we know. We know them, but they have, come, they have gone into the recess. I need you to bring it back to the front burner of your hearts. Please talk to your neighbor. Say, bring it to the front burner. All power in heaven and on earth belongs to God. God is the one that possesses all power. All power belongs to him. He says, yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. God is head over all. He says, see, riches, honor, they come from you. You reign over all, and in your hand is power and might. In your hand it, it is to make great and to give strength to all. If these things are not solidly rooted in your mind or fixed in your mind, you will be afraid. We have a change of baton tomorrow, for instance. You can be thinking that all power belongs, or maybe Nigerian power belongs to some people. But I need you to remember that, see, all power, ultimately, all power belongs to who? Belongs to God. All power. There is no power anywhere else. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, He says, God has said it once, I heard it twice. This same thing. I heard this same thing. And the thing is that all power belongs to God. Every power. Anywhere that you see a demonstration of power, it belongs to God. Number two, God delegates his power to man. He delegates it. He releases his power to man. It's a little of that that we will see tomorrow. What you have with our civil leaders, our presidents, our governors, our leaders, they are the... Um, um, Local government, um, you know, um, um, local government councils. What you have in the different offices. What you have in the homes as husbands or fathers and mothers. Amen. All of those powers are what? Delegated power. Which is actually authority. It is delegated. That's the number two thing. You know, I'm running now. We might just go through all of these things next week again. But I want you to get these four things down. So number one. Ultimately, God possesses all power. Number two, God delegates power to men. He delegates it. He gives some to them. Number three, all delegated, um, you know, all delegated authority holders. I'm going to break. Of course, you understand what that means. They are accountable to God. Everybody that God has given some level of power to, be it a father in the house. He has delegated authority or power over his children, you know, or husband over the wife, or the mothers over the children. They have a level of power that ultimately is God's, but God has given it to them that exercise this power on my behalf. Our civil leaders in the, you know, the, the presidency, the vice presidents, the governors, the people at the ends of affairs, in our different organizations, in our, um, in our um, companies, where you work, all of those are designated authorities or power holders. And all of them are accountable to God. Even you as a father, as a mother, you are accountable to God. I'm saying this so that you can know that people that hold authority, they do not hold it in themselves. The origin of the authority they are holding is in God. They just have a measure of it, a little of it to use on the behalf of God. Let's look at Matthew 13, uh, no, Romans 13, 1 and 2. Romans 13, 1 and 2 talks about why we need to obey civil authorities. 
because God is the one that has instituted these civil authorities. The authorities that they exhibit comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from themselves. Can I have that? 13.1 says, everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God. And those in position of authority have been placed there by God. You know, in some translations where you have this... Uh, okay, so let me, read, let me read verse 2, then we'll go back to... So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. So we saw it, number two point that we saw is that God has given out of his own authority or power, because in some translations you will see it as power. And it is, what, what you have there, this authority is actually exousia. Amen? It is, it is a um, ability to represent someone. You have been given an ability to represent another person, to use this power that you have been given on behalf of the person that originally owns it. I'm saying this so that when we come to when we come to the fact that the power has been given to you, you know that you have power to make use of. Power does just, it doesn't just reside inside you. And when you use it, you know it is not originally yours. It came from somewhere. It's supposed to be used for a particular assignment. Amen? And we will give, us, we will give accounts. So all, um, all, all um, power holders they, are, they have delegated power and they will give accounts to God. All of them are accountable to God. All delegated power is actually limited power. We have our presidents that will be sworn in tomorrow. We have all the new leaders that will be sworn in tomorrow. But they have what? Limited power. Amen. They have limited power. You, you, can, you can influence, you have power also. We are not looking at that today. I just wanted you to look at the power. The, the, we're, we're zeroing in on the power of God. Just few things about the power of God I know our time can accommodate today. I want you to know that all power belongs to God. God, however, needs human vessels to make use of his power here on earth. And so by reason of that or because of that, he delegates power to people. He gives you and I, he gives our leaders, our fathers, he gives them authority to execute or make use of power on his own behalf. And as many people as take on this power, you know you are accountable to God. You will give account. At times our leaders don't remember that they will give accounts. But I need you to remember that there is an account that will be given. Because the power hasn't originated from anybody. We are just saying that every power that you see Ultimately, has its origin in who? In God. God, however, uses or he displays this power. He makes use of this power through human vessels. There are some of them in government. There are some of them in different houses, like you, maybe fathers and mothers seated here. There are people that are heads of establishment, organization, companies. You are leaders where you are. You have a limited level of power that can give unto you, which is actually authority. Amen. But we will give account of it. And this power is meant to be used, you know, with the fear of God. But what the Lord would have me, you know, just remind you of, or tear you up, and tear up in you, as we step into the month of, of June, is that you will be expectant of the power of God being displayed in your life. We're not, we're not, we're not taking a look at them, you know, how you are given power or how you can make use of the power. But I want you to know that God expects that you are, you are, you are, you are excited.
that is so stupid, I can say simple. The scripture says in Ephesians 1 that there is the power of God at work on the inside of you. Ephesians 1, and I have not ground up in that. Ephesians 1 from verse 15. It says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And I'm praying this for you. I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He's saying, I want you to know him so that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened and that you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you because you are a saint? Verse 19, which is my focus. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Towards you, the power of God that is inside you. You might not feel like power is inside you. You might not, you might not think you know what that power is. You might not even think you know how to shoot the power. But I need you to be reminded that you have power inside you. The power of God is at work inside you. But I think this, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Because we believe the power of God is latent. It is inside. He said, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him up from the dead and he seated him at the right time. These powers that God used to raise Jesus up from the dead is inside you. That might be difficult for you to comprehend or believe. I might not be making use of the power. I might not be making a demand on the power. I don't know what the power of God has done for you since you gave your life to Christ till now. But I want you to take your desire for the display of God's power in your life. I need you to take it a notch higher. Can you do that for me this month of June? Can you do it for yourself this month of June? Can you do it for God this month of June? The desire to see the power of God displayed. It takes a level of wanting to see it for you to say you are asking for it. Mother tells God, Jesus, I know you are revelation your life. I know that whatever you ask for, God will give to you. And then she was okay to walk away. She was okay not to make a demand on it and say, Jesus, can you do something? She doesn't think if you had been here, my daughter would have died. Now that she's dead, I'm not seeing the daily things. And she was okay to pursue her life, but thank God for the mercy of God. What I need you to do this month of June is take a stop of your life. In what way can you say you have seen the power of God manifest, move? In what way have you, have you asked God, God, I need to see you. I want to see you. I want to see your power. You know, I might have been a bit foolish when I said it that very cool. How many years ago? Like 25 years ago now. But I want to see the power of God. Some of us need to be just desperate. The problem that God has to talk about is that we are not desperate for anything. We are fine. We are okay. But I believe the plan of God as we move into the month of June. For as many as to rise up, as many as to say, God, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be daring, I'm going to, I'm going to just believe you. I will be a push. I want to see something. And for some of us, the challenges that we go through are the things that will help you to even see this power, power displayed in your life. The children gave us representation. Quite a number of the people they gave us presentation encountered difficult situations in their life, like mother's brother dying. And she was like, Something has to come out of this thing. Something has to come out of it. We, uh, I think it was uh, Umar Faisal, I heard about the story. How the, power, the healing power that he came into was because his children died and died and died and died. And he decided, I'm going to make a demand on God. I'm going to make a demand.
demand on heaven. I'm going to tap into this power. The scriptures of God were saying this same power. He didn't say another one. He said, that's my two. The latter power. He said, this is the same mighty power. That is the power at work inside you. He said, it is the same. It is not a different one. It is not a different one. What the scripture is to show this morning is the power that raised Jesus up from the dead is at from the dead, rather, is inside of John. What are you willing? What do you want to see in your life? What do you want to see? I don't want you to, you know, have your head out and just talk to the Lord this morning. This is the same power. Just like you know, this efficient one. I want to just hold that in your heart. He said the same power that raised Jesus up from the dead. That same power, not a different power. It is inside you. It is resident inside you. You might not know that it's there. You might not feel that that power is there, but the scripture is not lying. The scripture says the same power. It is mighty. It is inside you. This power is latent inside you. I want you to pray that the Lord help you to begin to understand the power that is inside you. As you move into this month of, of June, I want you to pray that God help me. Help me. I want to see this power. I want a demonstration of this power. I want you to move in my Circumstances, situations become in your life. We come to you that you can ask God and say, God, I want to move in this area. And they community, for instance, we are trusting the Lord to move from one place to another place. I am I'm releasing my faith and I'm saying, God, I need power. We need miracles to be a testimony, to be shared. We we want miracles, we want to see things, we want new experiences, we want new we want yes, new challenges, yes. New challenges that we can, we can, we can say, Lord, we need your power on this thing. We need this thing to shift. We need this thing to move in the name of Jesus. We want God to know. We want my family, my friends around me to know that God is alive and He is well. The God said, He said, I am not like those God that they, they make God and God and they say, make it into a statue, make it into an idol for me. And they bow to it. Such God, they don't speak. They can't even help their people. You can't compare me to those people. Don't begin to equate me to those people. Our God is the strong God. Our God is the mighty God. Amen. He has power that is available, that is at work inside you, that is latent inside you. Inside you. I want to just know that God will help you to make a demand on the power of God that you will, you will not be satisfied with your life just going the way it's going. You want, we want the spectacular love. We want the miraculous. We want the new things that you want to give to us. We want to push. We want the comfort, the level of satisfaction in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will help us for God to come out. Let me know. I, I forbid that there is anybody like Moses in this place that has refused to turn himself or herself from a vessel into another vessel. That has become complacent. That has become okay with God. I ask that you will break vessels. That you will break vessels, you will help us, you will bring a level of, 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 of being agitated and being scared of in the name of Jesus. Who wants to see your power? Who wants to see a demonstration of your strength in our life in the name of Jesus? Oftentimes, the Lord will be, you know, the Lord will told about the story of the eagle. The eagle mother will just cut her the net, cut her because she wants to bring out, she wants to allow her to eat. That the 
that you are not making use of. We confess this week in, week out, that we will see the power of God on our inside, you know, as we go through this year. Lord, we are praying that this week you will help us to break out of our cocoons, break out of our comfort zones in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to be scared of oh God. Help us to be scared of, scared of, in the name of Jesus. Scared of oh God. For where people are complacent, complacent, where people are just taking things easy. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will chop us back of oh God, even into the reality that you want for our lives. Where we are not just going along, you know, with the sweet by and by. In the name of Jesus, where we are clamoring for the stronger things, the bigger things, the more spectacular things that you want to do in our lives. So God, to the display of your power, in the name of Jesus, we know that when all of this things begin to happen, even evangelism will be sweeter, evangelism will be easier. You will have fresh things, new things to say to the Lord. When you have things bubbling in your spirit, things happening to you, it will push you to pray. It will push you to seek the face of the Lord. It will push you to want to listen to instructions. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will step up this week in the name of Jesus. Let this um, conversation about your power, Lord, I ask that it will remain on the front corners of our hearts in the name of Jesus. As we go into the week, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are asking, O oh God, for days of your power. We are asking, O oh God, for manifestations of your power. We are asking for the display of your, of, your, of your power in our midst, in this camp, in this community, in the different in the different homes, Lord, in our workplaces, in the name of Jesus, concerning health, concerning finances, concerning creativity and innovation, oh God, in the name of Jesus, let your power begin to break out in the different homes, in the different communities, to break out in the name of Jesus, help us begin to seek your thoughts in the name of Jesus. That you want see in our world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Perhaps give our finishes scripture to your pastor and this heart, this spiritual heart. Ask that the Lord will replenish our strength. In the name of Jesus, shall we? This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.